Hello and welcome to another episode of Lead with Story. I am your host, Stephanie Jarosh, and it is just such a pleasure and honor as always to have you here with me today. Today's topic is something very near and dear to my heart. Um, It is a practice that has completely transformed and changed my life. And when I say that, I don't I don't say that lightly. Um, it really is something that completely and forever has shaped and will shape the way that I live. It provides me a more fulfilling life, a joyful life, a life adventure, a life of my wildest dreams, uh, really. And the good news is, is this practice isn't necessarily uh, time-consuming or strenuous in any way, but it does require presence. It requires you to be present uh, and show up. And I'm going to share that with you today. I'm going to share how we do that today. Um, I want to give credit where credit is due. The, the name of this practice is not something that I came up with. That said, I have over the last 15 years, been engrossed in personal development and self-development, psychology, um, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, just working with such amazing individuals. Now, I know it was said somewhere with one of these amazing people, uh, but I don't remember who that is. But just so you know, I did not come up with the name of this, though the concept Um, I had done something similar, but um, the name is definitely not the name that I came up with. So I'm going to just making sure everyone knows that. Um, In case you didn't know, and and many people might not know this, it's it's quite personal, but um, I want to share here the practice that I brought into my life really happened um, about 16 years ago. As of this year, it's been 19 years since my mother's passing. My mother was a pivotal person in my life, a role model, and someone who, um, well, the passing just changed the trajectory of my life completely. And I say that wholeheartedly. um, The vision and version of my life that I had planned when she was alive and then after she passed very suddenly, completely different. And in all the best ways, uh, don't get me wrong, neither path was bad. It's just that um, they were very different. And her passing, uh, as I mentioned, was very sudden. And I I was really left kind of reeling. I didn't know who I was. You know, I had, I was a an only child. My mom was a single mom, um, very little kind of extended family around us. And so we were really you know, sidekicks in life, you know, we, we did it all together. And so when she passed, I had literally just turned 21, couldn't, um, change a light bulb if my life depended on it at that stage of my life. Right. And when she passed, I, I had to really question and ask myself, you know, who was I, who, what, what color did I like? I actually did not know my favorite color. My favorite color was the same color as my mom's. And so, her passing was a it was a big wake up call um, for me and and the people around me. Fast forward a couple of years in this kind of self discovery space, you know, I I was going through the grieving process, which um, 
you know, as many of you know, who've lost someone special, you know, grief, grief takes time. And it took me a couple years to, to get out of a really dark place in my life. Um, and, and start to see the light again. And in that space, I started really diving into kind of personal development, this world of personal development. Now, this was about 16 years ago. And personal development really isn't what it is today. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, just getting started, we didn't have Instagram stories and TikTok and Facebook really wasn't even used like we see it used today to some degree. Um and so, you know, I was buying books and I was at the time living in San Francisco and going to these amazing um, conferences and talks and doing a lot of yoga and traveling. And um, as I came out of the light or the darkness and came towards the light um, in that grief period and diving into personal development, I quickly realized that I needed to live my life for me. I hadn't been doing that. And figured out what my favorite color was and like did a lot of self-exploration into what it meant to be me. And the stories that I had around being me. Um, and this was a really pivotal moment in my life. And so with my mother's passing, it was very clear and I got the message and this is the message that I bring into my business. This is the message that I bring into my work with others, my relationships um, on a personal level. Everything I do is related to this idea of um, we don't have forever. You know, time is finite. We also don't know how long we have. And I I learned that lesson at 21 in a in a really heartbreaking way. You know, we didn't I didn't get to see my mom live to be older and decline in in ways that I think a lot of people do see loved ones decline. Her death was abrupt and she was still relatively young. Um, and so that left a mark on me and I knew, and I made a choice. I decided, and I'll always remember this. I decided moving forward, I would always live my life for me. Like I was going to live my life. That was the decision. And that has been the decision every day. And in that decision-making of, this is my life, living it consciously, living it with sincere faith and honor to my intuition, to my dreams, and to my innermost longings for what I wanted to create in the short amount of time that I have on this planet. I came up with this practice that every year I do. So it's a yearly practice. I think you could probably also do it every six months. Um, but every year on my birthday, which to me is like my new year. I know a lot of people, their new year is, is January 1st and there's all those New Year's resolutions. I love that time of year. But for me, the birthday time is really my new year and my opportunity to look at the year ahead and say, what do I want to accomplish? And so I created this little ritual and I created a list that I believe um, everyone can find value in. I talked about this list the other day in an interview that I was doing for another person's podcast. And I brought up this list and they say, wait, 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 stop, hold everything. What are you talking about? And so I explained this list to them and I realized I've never shared this practice 
with a larger audience. You know, I've, I've shared it with some clients over the years. I've shared it with my family, of course, and, and some of my friends, but I hadn't shared it with a bigger following, for example, on a blog or a, a podcast or things like that. So I thought, okay, the next episode, I'm going to talk about it. And the list is called the don't wait list. And it is what exactly it sounds like. It's a don't wait list. It is all the things in my life that I've wanted to accomplish. Because honestly, we don't have time to wait. None of us do. We think we do. That's the funny thing about the ego and the human brain um, and a lot of the theories that we look at in cognitive and behavioral sciences You know, we live in an illusion that we've just got one more day and then one more day and then one more day. And then what do we do with those days? And the Stoic philosophy is a beautiful philosophy and and teachings around this idea of, you know, time is finite and we don't have maybe tomorrow. So what are you going to do with today? And I took a lot of this philosophy that I had been reading um, just, you know, cover to cover in my early 20s and mid-20s. And I took the lessons I learned from my mother's death and I said, okay, what do I not want to miss out on? And that became the don't wait list. And the don't wait list um, is an evolving document. It's an evolving list that contains all the things you want to do. Now at 23 or 24, when I first started this list, it had a whole bunch of stuff on it, you know, travel the world, um, live in other countries, um, find the love of my life, um, own a BMW that was on my don't wait list. I mean, you know, I was 23, 24. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot on there. There's big dreams, writing a book, becoming a best-selling published author, you know, not just writing a book, but also then the next stage of that was becoming successful as a writer, getting my PhD, um, owning property, uh, vacation property at a, at Lake Tahoe. I love Lake Tahoe. That's been on the list. And so this list grows. Now, every year I review this list and I say, did I move toward any of these, I guess, goals, as you could say, did I, or did I accomplish any of these or did I not even start anything? You know, did I not travel at all? You know, and this was in my 20s, so this was obviously well before the pandemic. And so did I not travel this year? But on my don't wait list, it says travel to 10 countries or go to Paris, um, you know, or whatever I had on there at the time. And that tells me, uh uh-oh, something's, there's a problem here because I'm acting like I have time. I'm acting like um, tomorrow might just be the same as today, and we don't know if it will. And it spurs me, it sparks me to start to move forward into those goals and those visions. And I review that every year. And sometimes I'll put a little star next to the ones that I'm like, this is the year I'm going to start working towards that. And other times I mark something off like I completed that. And then other times I add something else to it. Um, And as I said, it's an evolving list. It's an evolving document that allows you to shift as your life goals change over the years. The list has become a vital element of the way that I live life. 
the things I've marked off on my list have led me to a greater and grander story. And not just personal story, but leadership story and professional story. The opportunity that I have had to live in other countries, you know, over the past decade, um, not just one other country, but six other countries over the past decade, the opportunity to learn languages and apply for my French citizenship and have children and own different properties around the world and connect with like-minded individuals has all come from my don't wait list. And it's not just the writing of the list one time and putting it away. It's the active reviewing and the conscious choice to live into some of those items on that list as much as I can. It doesn't mean that I try every day to do everything on my list. My life is very big and full and there's a lot of things going on and some days are crazier than others and some days are rest days. And so it's not that I spend every day hyper-focused on this list because that also takes the magic and fun out of it. But it is consciously choosing some of those items that I can wholeheartedly step into and work toward. Now, sometimes, especially in my 20s, travel wasn't always an option. You know, it it takes money to travel. And in my mid-20s, you know, I didn't necessarily have a lot of money for travel. But when travel came up as an opportunity when I turned 30 and then in the years that came after that where I was traveling around the world consistently, um, that's living into the don't wait list. And I was making choices about those items on that list well before I got on my first, you know, big international flight in 2012 to go live abroad, right? I had traveled abroad before that, but to actually live abroad was 2012. And so the conscious choice of doing that came from smaller choices every day because I was conscious of my don't wait list. And that was and continues to be a pivotal a pivotal element to how I progress on my list. So while I'm not maybe writing my book today, which is on my list still, right? Um, I am writing a dissertation. I am constantly thinking about what I would write. And I have a, I use Evernote for my notes and I use that to write down, you know, ideas that come to me. And I have a note dedicated to my books, like the books that I want to write. And there will be a time and a place in this decade for those books to be born, but not today. And that's okay. But I know consciously they're there. I'm striving toward that don't wait item on that list. And I'm conscious of it. And I'm aware that I don't have to the end of time to finish that book, that eventually it'll have to be done. And maybe it's up on the, ne- on the list next. Maybe it's not. But that's the beauty of the list, right? The list has given me an incredible opportunity to tell a bigger story. And so if you're a leader or an entrepreneur or a C-suite exec and you're out there and you really want, not only on a personal level, to really feel fulfilled at the end of your days, to look back and say, damn, I lived. Like, I did that. Like, how cool was that? Like, I did stuff. Like, 
big stuff in the face of fear, in the face of the unknown, in the face of not being sure how it was going to turn out. That's true bravery and courage right there. But if you want to do it also for your professional life, the don't wait list is a must. It's a must practice to have so that you can expand yourself and step into the success that you want. So my friends, today, if you're sitting here inspired by this episode, take a minute, take five minutes, write at the top of a piece of paper or a note, digital note or your iPad, something, whiteboard, write don't wait list at the top and underline it. And for five minutes, I mean, even one minute, free write underneath there, just bullets of things you want to do that you don't want to wait for, that you realize time is precious. And so you're saying, gosh, I've put this off for five years, for 20 years, for a week. Maybe it's a getting the most fit you've ever been or the most healthy or um, traveling the world or buying a one-way ticket. Um, it could be so many things. And whatever comes to mind, just bullet point it out. Five minutes, max. And then set a timer. Set something in your calendar, whether it's on New Year's Day or your birthday like I do. And just, you know, every year, set it to repeat every year. Um, review, don't wait list. And if you're really ambitious, do it every six months. And start to consciously work your way towards some of these bigger, more beautiful dreams and goals that you have for yourself that sometimes get lost in our day-to-day, that sometimes get lost in the mundaneness of this experience, right? In the to-dos or the emails or uh, the back-to-back calls, right? So take a minute, five minutes today, max. And if you liked this episode, please share it. I'd really appreciate it. Leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive more episodes like this directly. We're on Google, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, and I do believe we're on almost every single um, podcast player that you could probably download these days. Friends, I appreciate you. Thanks for listening in. Have a great day.